Hello and welcome to the Yeshiva Guys Off the Derek podcast with your host, Jeff Friedman. On today's episode, we have Ellie from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Listen in, listen in to hear Ellie's story of going from a, a Yeshiva booker to a dentist. How's it going, everyone? So, like you said, my name is Ellie. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, from a Sephardi Persian community in, in Brooklyn. So, just a little background for those that don't know. That, so that community, they were very much so associated with like the Ashkenaz community. So I'm like very familiar with like a, like a pretty solid Sephardi Orthodox community and as well that like learned a lot from an Ashkenaz Orthodox commu- community. So like it's not like a Hasidish background. It's just like I would say more towards the right, you know, but not I wouldn't say neutral down in the middle. They were, they were pretty serious in regards to their orthodoxy. What do you mean more more towards the right? I mean, if you put it on a spectrum, whereas like, you know, no, was it right? Then no, I'm sorry. I mixed up. It, w- it would be more towards, yeah, it would be more towards the right. Where in, in regards to like conservatism of the religion. Okay. Like how seriously they take it and, the, you know, their values and. Yeah, the more, more right is more serious. Yeah, yeah more right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. The yeshiva I went to was at least in high school because I think that that's when you know things get most intense in your childhood. It was like you know wake up seven thirty in the morning, you, you pray, you do shacharis the morning prayer, and you're pretty much like busy with Jewish you know curriculum. I wouldn't even call it curriculum; it's like actual Jewish like religious practice at this point till about like uh-huh. three o'clock. So we prayed, you know, we started praying in the morning at about seven thirty. And from then on, with obviously a decent amount of breaks and all, there were like religious studies or just religious practices in general till about, I would say, 3, 3, 3.30 in the afternoon. And then there was like two hours of secular studies, which you could just imagine how serious that was taken. Yeah, but say a little bit about that, how, how, what was taught then and how seriously was it taken? I mean, so, well, just to put it in perspective, the school I went to, they had an average of like 10 kids per classroom. So it wasn't like very strongly institutionalized. You know, it was it was just you know like a small community in Jersey, New Jersey that like had a school for like their community, but they also had like a dormitory as well. So I, I dormed there. I was pretty much like sleeping. Where, where in Jersey was it? In Deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, I, I'm familiar a little bit with that community. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. a certain community. So I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I got like, I got dips everywhere in regards to yeah. that level of orthodoxy. Certain community, my community, Ashkenaz, you know, it pretty much touches a lot of ground. But yeah, so we did, we had those, we had like secular studies. More about that. Well, it wasn't it wasn't like very intense. Uh, just to put in, like the math that I've learned, the most advanced thing that I walked out of high school with with was a squared plus b squared equals c squared. So like very simple. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, when, once I, I finished grad school, and so I did a decent amount of you know like more organized institutions and and the. And how the, old were you like, now? I'm 27. Okay. I'm a dental resident now. Uh, oh, cool. Just to be more specific, yeah. Um, yeah, no, actually, a little sidebar that my, my Persian friend, he has this other guy who he calls his cousin. They're both in L.A. now, but I knew them in Philly. And uh, anyway, but he probably I don't even know what his real name is, but he calls himself Matt, the other Persian guy. So he happens to be a dentist. But, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the um, 
Yeah, I guess the purge community doesn't really um, do that, like the name switching, but at least the mind doesn't, because I think it's just more religious. You know, they like are more in touch with. Yeah, but but Ellie is a name that that can kind of uh, it's easy to pronounce. swing both ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I get mistaken <laughs> for a girl a lot, like in non-Jewish communities, which is if that's if they don't hear my voice already. Yeah. Did I interrupt you? So you want to say something? No, uh, I, no I was saying yeah. So about the schools, I was just answering your question about like the education level. So it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't like strong. You know, if you were to go to college, you'd have to like really work hard. It doesn't really prepare you well. You know, so right. But I mean, but obviously you were able to. Uh, yeah. Sure yeah. Oh yeah. In between there, not, to go to the dental yeah, residence. Yeah. Exactly. I I didn't really have a hard time with with it. I mean, I guess I guess. There's there's really nothing to like worry about if someone were to you know what I mean like I, I didn't really struggle with it but it's definitely like a different flagrant like uh you know so you're starting at a different point than than a lot of people right if you if you want to excel like like strongly you know there's there's right. different there's different so that's where I think the advantages change but you you can go to college like you know and anyone could walk into college and sit down and open a book and start learning in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that did work out fine for for me at least. I can't speak for everyone. And then so that was a secular studies, and then there were even like Jewish studies afterwards. So my school, when it comes to like religious studies and the re- religious level of things, it was till like about nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night. We used to be busy, and then we had like an hour and a half to our, you know to ourselves until it was curfew. But so I, you know, I was involved a lot. I, like I saw a lot of judaism i saw like the most religious people that that you can possibly imagine these people like you know their their lives revolved around this like this is all that they believe were you uh at that time were you into it in high school i was i was i like you know it was a good life you know i had had you know got along with my friends i didn't mind the jewish studies that much they were somewhat like intellectually challenging which was Something I always, you know, admired one way or another. But, you know, I guess there's like an emotional, spiritual connection that you have to have in order for that to be like your absolute truth. Right. You know, so I guess it's just if that doesn't click with you, then, you know, some people got to take a different route in life. But what changed for you? So, I mean, there's like, there's never, there was never really one thing, you know. It's more like a different understanding of, of what is true to you. It was, I don't think there's anything, I thought about this a lot. I don't think there's anything like traumatic in regards to Judaism that happened to me. The the rabbis and, and the teachers and, and yeshiva. So I can see now how, how the, in a normal society, there's a way to go about certain things. And I think it has a lot to do, you know, you want to throw in maturity. It's just like a good social etiquette to have to, to get a certain result for example like talking to kids but I mean, this applies to like a lot of people it's not only the jewish community but i think that there's there's a social standard that's not strongly held there you know there's like it's and if you don't have that like, respect for other people and you don't understand that well then it's like you know there's a lot of damage that happens you know kids get thrown around they get like picked on even by rebellion you know so 
that that sense i mean there there it, it is I, w- I mean i wish it was better but you know things i think things depends how you take things i guess i think that's the best uh Right, and how how did you come to this whole uh, yeah your your transition to the more secular world? I think a lot of it had to do with like so, uh, understanding of the science of things, uh-huh. and it was it was more of a very like strong logical approach to like you know this is I remember I used to be reading things and I used to like really try to make sense of everything. I had such a strong understanding of Judaism and and the history of it and the laws and all the halachas and and all the midrashim and all the, the, mm-hmm. the Gemara teachings and and I had all these things you know that all the, over the years I accumulated and I had a good understanding of 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 you know that belief system of like okay there's certain things that you know you will never really understand and there's like a, a godly presence behind it and that's what's like supporting that truth but then you start actually learning about things that are available and it's just very hard to, to connect those two anymore. Like the fact that, that, that Judaism is, is, you know, the history goes as as back as 5,000 something years. And you're, you're like saying there's so much, there's no way that's feasible to me. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like right. As much as I try through all the information, like, and then, and then you, you kind of hide that for a few years. I think this was about 18, 19, when I was 18, 19 years old, like, you know, first few years of college. And I hit it for like a very long time, and I still kind of do to some extent. You know, like there's no reason for me to, to, you know, show this off to everyone just to create a create like a scene. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get up in people's businesses. Right. But, but you know, like in the beginning, like you okay, like you're comfortable doing what you're doing. It's your whole social life. It's your family. It's your friends. It's it's everywhere. It's every. It's almost every day. Like. You know, is your family still um, uh, still religious? Or yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. You know, it, like right now, it's the holiday for them. And, uh, like, uh, I'm I don't live at home, so and I have work. And I, this whole pandemic thing is actually working in my favor because uh-huh. I I, could, I have the excuse of social distancing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I've, I mean, I've heard. Uh, I'm, I'm in Miami Beach, but I've heard, especially in uh, New York, that a lot of a lot of the, relig- the the religious Jews in Brooklyn or stuff they're they're not following it at all. They're going to funerals and, and uh, weddings. So, and all, all. so yeah, there's a lot of that. I, I mean, I can say that for my community, in the beginning, I had there was it was like a hard for people to fully understand the magnitude of it, but in. <laughs> In my community, in my community, they did, and they thankfully are doing like a pretty good job with with um, with you know staying at home, social distancing, and things like that. Right. But like what you hear in the news, it's definitely, for loss of a better term, rampant. When when yeah. you know they're opening up shuls and they're going into synagogues and praying, like sneaking in and praying and making like part like get get-togethers in their backyards when they're not supposed to. Yeah, right. I've, I've I've seen it. It is a shame, but you know they. Those communities usually revolve around the fact that there's a, like a rabbi where they really take their opinions very strongly. So like it doesn't matter what's going on in the world if the if the rabbi if the rabbi says that something should be done, then they'll they'll do it. Doesn't matter who else says it. You can be the most powerful person in the world, but they always want the to be put through like a religious filter, and then and then they can actually practice it. 
So I mean, this is one of the questions they had from the the community. What what parts of transitioning to the secular world were the uh, the hardest, and which were the easiest for you? So the hardest, I think, was the like coming to terms with the emotional factor. And uh-huh. there's there's a lot that you know being if you if you actually believe that yourself that you're like a religious person and you had all these religious things bringing meaning and value to your life and then you don't then like there's this huge pit you know there's a huge like you don't you don't know what to do you don't know what to believe how to believe differently it's just it's it's that was like very overwhelming for a very long time and then there's, oh, so there's, I'm sure it's a big part of your identity too. That's yeah, of course. Away. Yeah, you, you like you have to like change like not wearing a yarmulke. Like as much as it's like a catch twenty two, double edged sword. You can't wear a yarmulke because like that's not what you believe. And not wearing a yarmulke is like you don't even know who that person is. But actually related to that, I mean the the the, the Persian guy I know, his, his thing with the yarmulke would be just that he would only wear it while he's eating or or, or, or in shul. So I only wear it when I go home because it's like out of respect. <laughs> you know, it's not like I would ever put it on for for like a religious person. No, religious that was person. how he he behaved when he was. I mean, he's still religious, but that's his protocol with it. Yeah, yeah. I you know people want to include in their lives at like different yeah. levels. I understand it like to a very full level, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, what would you say was the easiest for you? This is actually something that I think a lot of people like, I wouldn't say have a hard time with it, but like it's more of a longer transition was the food. Like once I didn't believe I was able to like, eat anything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, so I don't really have a hard, I, but I know some people do. And I know that like, you know, there's like certain habit that like, yeah, like you know, I'm thinking of him, my my friend, the, the the this this guy Pinchas in, in L.A. And that I, I always thought, I thought it was funny when he was with another another Persian guy. I don't remember his name, but but in this place in Malibu, and he his friend I think was more more liberal about his eating habits, but but Pinchas is pretty strict about it. He said he'd only drink the beer there, but he. You know, he said like they had bread there, but he wouldn't eat the bread. And he told the other guy, if anybody in the community saw him eating bread, they it would ruin his, his image. Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I know, I know a lot of people that would eat out, like yeah. as long as it's not meat or something like that, you know. But so anyway, so how? So what are your thoughts now on organized religion for people that that decide to be religious? <laughs> So I think it's 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 a tough question to answer only because like all these problems that do exist, I'm not sure if the source of it is is, is the actual religion and how it's organized or if it's actually people and the way they act through such an organized religion. And you can say that about like any bureaucracy really or any system mm-hmm. or at least social system where I'm not like – is or is religion at the end of the day like really that flawed or is it like the way people go about it like could you just go be part of an organized religion and it like be okay to you know to every social standard as much as i'm part of it and as much as i I see it i really like it's hard it keeps bouncing back and forth you know like you see something But there is there is a lot that that you know it's almost impossible to to deal with in in a accepting you know well structured standard is 
for example, like homosexuality in, in, in Jewish religion, right. it's like straight no. So then, like, how do you go about that to a good moral standard? And you know, you know, uh, it might not be possible. But who, I'm not exactly sure. Right. I'm not exactly uh, Okay, so and then the so once you've gone into your more secular life, was there anything about it that when you transitioned out of the Orthodox world that surprised you? Um, I mean, I don't know if it was like shock then, but looking back of something that like actually was surprising compared to what I did know is and how how old were you when you went into the more secular world? I like you know started dipping my foot in and out about 18, 19, about that age. Okay. But then I actually moved away for four years when I was about 22, when I started dental school. And that was like, that was like full blown out in the secular world, you know? Where did you go to dental school? In Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. So very different. Like, you know, Jewish community wise, I was near one, but you know, obviously if I wasn't, if that wasn't part of my life anymore, I didn't really include it much. You know, um, but can you just repeat your question one more time? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's just about how did anything about the secular life surprise you? Oh, I yeah, I remember my answer. Yeah, it was it was how how people in the outside world were like, you know, they were so friendly, they were nice, they're like funny, and like you know, you grow up and you know, people in your community are the best, and everyone around the world, you know, right. society's broken. Like this is it. Yeah, but then you go out like, no, this is actually pretty great. Like people are awesome. Well, maybe it's also because you're in Buffalo that they were so nice. <laughs> it could have been too, but that's yeah. not really like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that definitely I'm sure it played a factor. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I thought they were like too nice, if anything. Yeah. Like I like the, uh, the more New Yorker things, stuff, like yeah. the things too. Uh, no, I just I've never been to Buffalo, but I just find yeah. that the oh for sure they're for sure like, more of a like Midwestern vibe. Yeah, friendly, yeah, they definitely yeah. have that added talent. Yeah, I know what you um, mean. And what about how did you specifically come to the the ex Jew and Reddit? Were you just a big Reddit guy and then just landed on there? How? I was a big Reddit guy. I I guess I still kind of am. It's, it's a really um, informative website for sure. Um, the way I found it, I was actually like looking for for like ex-Jewish communities, like Facebook pages, people online, just to like, you know, hear their side of things, you know, have conversations with people that you can actually like relate to, to a certain topic that, you know, you can't with many people. It's either like you, you're not religious at all or you're actually religious. Like, you know, what about the in-betweeners? Right. You know, so that was, you know, it was always looking for like like-minded people and they're actually like, you know, cool, cool things to learn about people on there. Right. And how long have you been been involved with them? I've been I've been I've been like a lurker for I would say over a year, maybe more. But I've only recently like started getting really active. Okay. And what about so how would you say you navigate dating? Would you date a non Jew? The the million dollar question. The million dollar question, would I date a non Jew? <laughs> um, right now I wouldn't. Right now, I wouldn't. Maybe sometime in the future. I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, if anything's open for a change. You know, I'm all, right. But but. So you date date people in the community, or, or, or. I I like people that 
I think what what I would say, you know, what benefits me within a relationship is someone who's like able to like understand that side of me, you know. So, okay. so if 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 they are from it, they definitely have like a good understanding of things, you know. So that's that's something that's always nice to to hear if 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 were to you know come up in any scenario. But so th- that's what that's you know that's what I'm like I keep my eye on more or less when it comes to dating in respect to this at least. What do you mean? The people that will understand your experience? That like there's there's a nice potential for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about but, again, any, Jews that are that. Uh, that are you know that are just never had this experience or who do you, what kind of people do you? Okay, one more time. Yeah, I mean, would, would you would you like would you date Jewish people that are come from another background? Yeah, or you, yeah, or... yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of Jews out there that aren't like from my community or that that religious, you know. Right. Uh, all right. So, what are there any particular aspects of Judaism that you miss now? Yeah, for sure. There's. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I miss it. I'm pretty content. So I wouldn't say no, I but actively it miss. Like you but you do miss a few things. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, there are things that are nice, but I wouldn't like. When I say miss, it's not like a you know something I re- really want back. You know, I'm, I'm I'm happy with the way things are, but uh, things that I miss is like there's a very strong sense of community, that like, right. it, even in like I wouldn't. I don't know how strong it is in your conscious, but at least maybe even subconsciously, like you feel like automatically safe, like you're, you're part of like this huge. Thing that has baggage, the solid showroom. Like any any trouble you have, you know, because you're Jewish, you have that support. Right. Um, so that that's something that's nice. Uh, Shabbos is nice. I love Shabbos. I still do Shabbos now. Every now uh-huh. and then. No. Pray, praying was also really nice. Like you know, any struggle you had, you had like a hundred percent belief system. You can go in and you can sit there and like that would be you working your hardest. And then there's like no regrets afterwards because you, you prayed it out before and if it didn't happen, it wasn't supposed to happen. There's like these psychological things where it's like, it works really well. No? Then like yeah. you shift out of that and then you shift out of that and then there's like an adjustment period. Yeah, like for me, like growing up more liberal, secular, uh, Jewish, like I, I never felt like uh, for my community that there was that safety that, that you're just Right. Oh, yeah. It's like very close-knit, you know? Yeah. It's very close. No, to I, I mean, I, I can understand from from an outsider perspective right. how that is, but, I, yeah. but I'm saying my my Jewish experience was not was not like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 very strong. It's definitely very strong and very powerful when it's when it's very religious. Okay, and would you say would you think growing up religious has affected your personality or and or political social views? If so, do any of these views remain? I don't. I don't think my political views were affected by religion. I think well, uh, well, well, okay, if you don't mind sharing, what are what are your political views? What do you say? How do you describe? My political views is 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 it's more like like sit back and just watch the ride. Honestly, like I don't like to take a side in regards to like Democrats. I like to sit there and take things more objectively. And and if it was my position to make a, a stance on how the government should be, I would I would be like part of that government. But you know, as a citizen. There's, I think, a nice balance between opportunity and freedom. They kind of 
you know, clash. So I think there's like a balance between the two. Like in regards to, you know, so it's it's very middle ground, I'd say. Well, actually, I'll, I'll throw this on this. I, I keep on, I, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm bothering you with that, but I keep on having my Persian reference friend in LA. But he, I, last time I saw him, one of the things he, I forget exactly how it came up. I think it was when Donald Trump was, I think he was about to be president. I forget exactly the, the time period or or he just got elected, but he had, didn't take office yet. And he, and he, he basically said that like, uh, you know, his, his, the way, his, the way he described it is that like, even like Donald Trump could be a, a jerk off, but you know, if he's good for Israel, that Israel comes before everyone. Yeah, else. yeah. Oh my God, Jews. Most Jews from my community, <laughs> I think, love Trump. Like they, yeah, think he's a, you know, he's the best thing that ever happened to America. You know, no, but they, what do you think yeah. about that idea? That that that. I mean, how how would you see that idea that being Jewish comes before anything else? I mean, that's that's. They only showed you a small fraction of it by that statement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, being Jewish is, is the most important thing in the world. Like, if the government could help that out, yeah, sure, of course. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? Everything else is secondary to that. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so let's see here. Yeah. I mean, and it's something I brought it up to the last uh, guy I spoke to about this stuff. Uh, so did you ever see this other documentary I just came across? It was called Unorthodox, but it's not the Netflix show. It's about these the these background. Kids that are, what's that? Oh, one of us. Not one of us. I saw that one too. This one I it was called Unorthodox too, but it was a documentary about these kids that grew up in like a yeshiva, more modern Orthodox in like North Jersey, and then they went to Israel, and then some of them became like super religious after going to Israel. Yeah, yeah I went to Israel for a year. And it all, yeah. yeah, that's why that's why I'm bringing it up. So, what was your experience of going to Israel? And yeah. um, it, it was fun. I may, I mainly wanted to go for the, for the fun aspect, not like a religious okay. part of things. Well, I think that's what entices most people. But how did it? How do you think it affected? It was your, it was not uh, very different. Worldview? It was not very different than than what it was in high school. Okay. Yeah, it it was pretty much the same. It was just like now you're doing it in Israel, so. You get to mix but it did up. It ch- did it change your? You didn't like? You didn't fall in love with Israel and, and or anything like that while you were there. I mean, I, I love Israel. I think yeah. I, it's a really nice country. You know, right? It's, you know, people are fun and it's a, it's an, it's food's great. People people are happy there. You know, so right. But it wasn't it wasn't like like super impactful. Like oh my gosh, I want to stay here longer. I was there for. I wasn't even there for a full year. I was more than happy coming home. It wasn't like. Okay. Yeah. And what did you study there? What, what, what were you doing while you? It was. Were it was like a post. It was a post high school yeshiva program. Where yeah, that's what the thing was. That was uh, they showed this movie, and they I never heard the term before. They called it flipping out. That some some of the the kids they get so in, you know they have this sort of like religious experience, and they get more religious after going to Israel. That kind of thing. Yeah, we call them you know, toasted. That was that was the reference yeah. for. Uh, Okay. My yeshiva. I'm like, oh, they they to- you know they got toasted. I know, so I haven't seen that documentary. I watched Unorthodox. I watched. Yeah, I watched what do you think? Of, what do you think of Unorthodox? I thought it was very interesting. I liked. Yeah. I I liked the. So in in the they have this behind the scenes twenty minute special of it. I saw and that they, one too recently. Oh, you saw yeah. that one. So you saw how they explained how a lot of the Williamsburg setting of the movie was like taken very seriously, but like the Berlin aspect was more like you know, just finishing off a plot more or less. Right. 
Right. So yeah. they just took that Williamsburg part of the movie and tried to make it very realistic to like really, really portray what's going on. And I thought it was amazingly accurate. I thought it was because I'm also very familiar with the Hasidic community. Like I, I was born in Bar Park. Uh-huh. I lived there for until I was about oh, wow. like seven, seven, eight years old. Yeah. And then also in the you summertime. Speaking of Yiddish? Abyssal. <laughs> 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 no, very little. Very little. So I was in the cats. I don't know if you know this, but the Jewish community from New York City in general, they go away to the Catskills, like kind of upstate New Yorkish. It's yeah, I'm familiar with it a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my family has a restaurant there. So I spend a lot, most of my summers up there with my family. And oh, yeah? yeah, very strong Hasidic presence there over the summer. So I definitely got like my good share of, of exposure from of them too there. Where, what type of restaurant? Kosher restaurant? Yeah, it's a, it was a pizza shop. Okay. Well, yeah, kosher. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And your your family, do you have, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two brothers, one sister. The younger brother is, I have one younger brother. He's 12 years apart. So he's in yeshiva now, being a good yeshiva uh-huh. boy. Okay. Yeah. What about the rest of your uh, siblings? They're all pretty much on the same level of, of you know, Sephardi Orthodox, you know, white shirt, black pants. Right. Yeah. Once they send the kids to yeshivas, they would wear black hats and things like that. Okay. Yeah. So they're still, you're the only one that's kind of off the door. Black so sheep. Yeah. I'm the black sheep. How is that? How has that affected your relationships with, with everybody? Oh, it's so it's not like, I mean, I don't know what happens to most people. That's in a lot, you know, I don't expect it to, you know, every situation is different. But I would say, if I to say whether I'm on good terms or bad terms with my family, it's definitely on good terms with everyone. But there's definitely, like, it's hard to, like, you know, have your foot in it like everyone else because you got to, like, take a foot back because you're not as religious. Right. You know, and especially for them, it's like, they'll, they'll, at least for now, as much as I've tried, I've never gotten the, the full-on, like, you know, you know, you can do whatever you you're comfortable doing like it's your life as they, they, they could probably say that but i know they they can't actually like practice they they know that because and i know that because they're so religious and they have such a strong belief that like if they see me doing certain things it's like you know they they, they worry so much right their belief is otherwise their belief is that like what he's doing is, is wrong so i automatically have to like take a step back and like you know so oh but that, I- yeah, sorry about that. No, I'm saying so. That's the that's how I have to like manage it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but so yeah, I wanted to bring up that you said that you lived in Borough Park. That's that's one that's a community I've never been to. What, what was it like? Uh, how, how much time did you spend there? I was about till about eight years old. But I mean, I go often still. Like uh, you know, it's, I'm neighbors with Borough Park more or less. Um, okay. Yeah, so I can no, I can, I can definitely tell you about it. It's it's very yeah. insulated, but it's but it's they have a very good system going on for themselves. Uh-huh. And they have they have a lot of organizations. They have a lot of you know respected people, a lot of powerful people, and it's it's a very self sufficient community as as isolated and how you know and it's and it's you see the, I mean I guess, I think this loops back to you know is orthodox is organized religion good or bad and I can see how being that they're so isolated and so well connected within their community if someone were, were to have a concern that's outside of that. They would have a very hard time, right? 
And so you see, this is just another example. But uh, so, so being that you're kind of more secular, how, how, how is it that you still remain in uh, Crown Heights? So I, I like New York City. Uh-huh. Um, I, my work is in Crown Heights. And I'm not, I'm not like in smack in the middle of Crown Heights. I'm more like on the outskirts of it. Gotcha. So, and I, I want to be close. I want to be close. I look at, even, you know, I grew up here. I know, I know a lot of people here. But where's all your family? Uh, so they're like a, I would say a 25 minute drive from where I live. Okay. 20 minute drive. It's the other side of Brooklyn, more or less. Yeah, I, my friend who actually introduced me to this topic, Avi, that grew up in more of a Lubavitcher community, but he's totally right. secular now. But he, his, his sister lives in Crown Heights, and I was there with him. And the first time I was there, where was that? Was in um, in October, or actually November. But and yeah, it was interesting, and we I regretted not checking it out. Do you ever go to that place, Izzy's? Oh, all the time. I love that place. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gone in a while. You know, he's always crazy busy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, oh, fantastic, delicious. Yeah. That looked good. Yeah, um, special stuff. So here's another question. So if you could invite two people, alive or dead, over for dinner, who would they be and why? Well, one's definitely got to be Moses. I want to know what the heck's uh-huh. going on. <laughs> so that's 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 number one. I always thought about that, like, because I had such a strong curiosity, you know, throughout uh-huh. that transition of like, you know, what. You know what's what actually happens. What what do you actually accept? So it would just be it would be nice to have a conversation there just to like clear the air. You know, who's my second? I would say Einstein. I mean, I, I would want to know what kind of brilliant mind, what a mind like that is like. Yeah. Yeah. So those are definitely my two people. It's two extreme opposites. Actually, no, Einstein did have an interesting perspective on religion, but like yeah. it's one strongly scientific and one strongly religious. Well, I mean, I've heard, I've heard some conflicting reports of what was, if Einstein was really an atheist or he believed right. there's yeah. some, yeah. there's some like quotes that they, I don't know if he really even really said it, that they cherry picked to show that he's. Yeah. Like, and he used a lot of like analogies for like the presence of God, but I don't know if he actually meant to say that there were God or maybe he's just yeah. trying to portray a different point. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't I, I don't know myself, but, but yeah, either way. So what would you say you what do you most uh, cherish value in your life, in your daily life? Would you say my freedom of choice? Definitely my freedom of cho- my freedom to choose what kind of life I want to live, what I want my beliefs to be, you know, what I choose to do. That's definitely that keeps me going every day. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, and I definitely know how far it goes. All right. Any anything else? I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, I could yeah. probably talk about this all day, but yeah, I think that's 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 the uh, strongest factor for me. All right. And what would you what would you say? What's your, what do you say your favorite purchase of a hundred dollars or or less is? If your recent purchase, I, I would like to like you know buy some accessories for my car. That's something I will uh, always spend money on. What kind of car do you have? I have an Alfa Romeo Giulia. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's 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 a fun car. It's a fun car. I, yeah. Okay. All right. So, so you're just gonna I'm gonna say something. You're gonna complete what comes to mind. Cholent is a staple in my life. 
And what, what would you put on a bagel? Oh, lox, cream cheese, and the works, lettuce, tomato, onion. Oh, for sure. So the real deal lox, oh, not the Nova stuff? No, I mean, the Nova stuff is like you buy and you keep it in your fridge to snack on. It's yeah. not, that's not what you go out and buy. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, any, any but, other uh, um, closing remarks you have to say? Honestly, whoever's listening to this from Reddit, I kind of wish that subreddit was more active. Like, I, I want to hear people talk more. And I know I'm just a stranger. So if you're, if you're just listening and being a lurker, I guess I'm calling you out. <laughs> Did you see actually that guy, one of this guy that he called it the Zona Chronicles? Did you see that guy? I forget his name, but he... He, he, it's kind of this like I didn't read all of it, I think I just read one of them. But I thought it was yeah. so funny, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad someone's having fun out there. <laughs> so, actually, in Pesach, have you, have you been keeping the so I went, I went, I didn't want to go to my parents for social distancing purposes. I mean, yeah. that was, but I was able to do a lot of other things, being that I did have that excuse. I did go to the to the seders like the, the first night meals to my sister, but like generally no, like I, I'm not you know I don't I don't want to be sitting home doing like religious like we got to sit home one way or another because of what's going on with this pandemic. I don't want to sit sit down and do it religiously if I don't need to, you know. Right. Um. But uh, what about keeping the uh, have you have you not eaten any uh, hummets or? No, I, I've, I've indulged. <laughs> I've definitely indulged. But I love, I love, like, I, I grew up Sephardi. I was able to eat more or less anything. But, right. oh, my gosh, this is so funny. Um, I'm in Crown Heist. Izzy, the guy himself, is skateboarding past uh-huh. me. Yeah. So, He's what? <laughs> the, actual, the actual owner of Izzy's just skateboarded uh-huh. by me just now. So I just thought oh, it was wow. Yeah, oh, crazy coincidence. Yeah, I should have just called him out. <laughs> but, I asked you this earlier, but have uh, you said you're Persian? Any any other Sephardi? Like, is your mainly family all Persian? No, my parents, both my parents came straight from Iran, like, you know, by the revolution. Okay. Well, like, what, um, what, what part of Iran? So my mom's from Shiraz and my dad's uh-huh. from, you know, somewhere in the mountains. <laughs> but he grew up in, like, in Tehran a lot, like, went to school there. They sent him out and stuff. But, uh... I think I'll take so that's more from my, Shiraz. That's where my friend is from, Shiraz, too. Yeah, yeah. You can you can tell, honestly. I'm not even trying to be, like, regionally biased, but you can really tell where uh, these families are from. Uh-huh. It's very interesting. Yeah, I remember this other guy. He's not Jewish, but he was part uh, part Persian. I was talking to him about um, Iran. and he, If I remember correctly, I remember him saying that he said to the people from uh because it was very hard to grow like crops in Shiraz, that they're usually very clever. There's sort of this, I don't know, idea that people, because of the climate there, they had to be very clever to, to do things because of the to growth stuff. Yeah, I think they're just blowing their own ego. They're just regular people. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> no, this guy wasn't from there. Though. That's what he was right. saying, that the reputation of people from uh, Shiraz. Yeah. They're 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 pretty advanced as a country. I mean, they have a pretty big population there. Um, yeah, it's a very strong country. But I mean, my parents say all the time, like America. When it comes to like how advanced they are, America's definitely, you know, doing a better job in that sense. Oh, actually, but we're, do you do the um, the Persian New Year stuff? No, no, that religious Jews don't do that. Okay. Yeah, it's based off. Yeah, it's based off. Uh, 
Did you ever see the, uh, the Shaws of the Sunset? Did you ever watch that? No, movie? I never watched Shaws of the Sunset. Never watched it. I mean, I, I'm sure I, I could see it. And I probably have such a hard time. Yeah. I probably have such a hard time of like knowing the whole world is associating me to that. Like, oh, please. But they didn't, but they didn't portray, portray anybody that was, I mean. No, not really. The, yeah. one, guy, the one guy was Mike. He was like, he just did the Shabbat with his Yeah, his Yeah. There's, very there's, religious. They didn't really portray any religious Jews. Yeah. So the Jews in LA are more towards that side of like, you know, culturally being more like culturally practicing more than religiously practicing. Yeah. Well, my friend that that's there is pretty hardcore. I mean, he's he's yeah, in the hardcore community. Yeah, he's hardcore compared to. Right. I mean, he's not like uh, yeah Haredi or, but he's still kind of hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's very uh, prominent even in LA too. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, actually, I was going to tell you, but you don't celebrate the. There's this. She's not Jewish though. Um, she's in. I'm in Miami, but she's like one of the only. Definitely in Florida, she like her one of her like bragging points is that she's the only Persian elected female Persian official in, in the, the state of Florida. She's Interesting. a state representative. And she was gonna do a uh, a Persian uh, New Year celebration in Orlando. That's where she's represents in the, the Orlando like city uh, city hall. It would be free. But uh, because of the whole coronavirus, she wasn't able to do it. But, uh, oh, that's a shame. Instead of going to it, I thought it would have been cool, but it didn't uh, end up happening. So, so the, the community that I live in, Grand Heights, it's, uh-huh. you know, there's a strong, like, Chabad, Lubavitch community and a very strong Caribbean. Oh, yeah, no, no, I've, I've yeah. been to the, uh, yeah. been to the, um, the, 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 the 770. Yeah. So uh, what I'm looking at right now, actually, I don't know if you can hear this. There, there's people yeah. like singing. There are people like singing for Pesach that it's like the right. last night, and I'm actually looking at a Chabad guy dancing with with a black dude, like this oh, wow. Korean stranger. Yeah, they're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my friend, I forget what it was called now. The, no, it actually was called Crown Heights. Okay, I don't know if you ever saw it. Not there's a newer series about Crown Heights, but this one. This one was about this this Jewish uh, Chabad rabbi that was played by uh, what's his name Howie Mandel and uh, this black pastor that they were trying to make the peace after the Crown Heights riots. Oh, oh! I, so I don't know the movie you're talking about, but yeah, it's a movie that that's based on this. These two uh, trying to make peace after it. It came out in like the early 2000s. It's pretty. Oh, cool. I never heard of this. So two yeah. things I haven't heard of, and I'm actually like I actually like watching anything Jewish related. Yeah. Uh, All right, Ellie. Well, uh, yeah, unless you have anything else to say, we can call it a, call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. No, thank you for this opportunity. I mean, I think this is. Yeah, thank you for joining me. I appreciate yeah, of course. It. Of course. I hope to see it up soon. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh happy Pesach. <laughs>